So we're sat in a, a park and there's a square, sort of a third in, and some plants in the middle and a, a statue of people kind of jumping about. And uh, there's some benches around the edge and we just sat on a bench. And the sun's quite nice, it feels nice and warm on our skin. What can you hear? Oh yes, uh, I can hear the trains that are going quite close by. I can hear some traffic and some birds that I don't know what breed they are. This is Bethnal Green. Bethnal Green, uh, I think, is quite the heart of East London. How would I describe it? Um, recently, there's been a lot of changes, a um, lot of high, lot more developments going up. Uh, I see a lot of um, people moving into the area from who from out who live outside the area. It's like you know, I'll describe it as very multicultural. Um, yeah, it's, it's just changed. It's just changed on a big scale. Everything's changed. I've been uh, I've been brought up in uh, Tower Hamlets. Uh, I currently, I live in Bethnal Green, so I live there. I live and work. So I've studied in Tower Hamlets. So uh, that's this is all I, all I've known for my life. Um, obviously, it's a very multicultural um, community for people from all different backgrounds. You know, even my little kids that go to school, there's kids with different multi, you know, so many different languages, um, which is fantastic. You know, my kids' football club, there's kids from all different backgrounds, which is brilliant. So Mai Tai and the, and the Thai Boxers Fighting Academy kind of fits in really nicely with Bethnal Green. It's, an, it's, it's a very small picture of a very big area. Uh, the, the Mai Tai Academy is somewhere where people go to train, um, learn martial arts, get themselves fit, more healthier, and generally, it's good for their well-being all round, really. The Boxing Academy, uh, which is based in Bethnal Green, is for people, adults, to come and train. Um, the boxing of Muay Thai originated from uh, Thailand. Um, it's specifically targeted uh, to the, towards those participants or students who have you know, some kind of health needs, uh, maybe um, health condition, maybe... Uh, or health conditions or mental health conditions uh, to, to train. They can come, come to the academy in a comfortable environment where there are no egos, everything is inclusive in the environment and a zero tolerance on behaviour. It gives fitness through well-being and using um, Muay Thai and the internal spirituality of Thai boxing uh, so through the exercises we uh, you can become physically fitter more confident and more assertive and in the theoretical side we concentrate on uh, well-being focus discipline um, and inclusion um, well I uh, describe it as social care and I'm not sure how the other people got there, but that is the route that 
brought me there was from uh, um, someone from a home treatment team left me a list of things that I could do and the boxing lessons was on that list. So it's always, the classes have always kind of been framed by that for me. But, um, but it, at the same time it is like a proper boxing class. It's, it's, it's uh, gruelling sometimes. Winning the stance, are you in a position? You're in a, in a position. Your left, you know, left or right, full forward, and your other foot is behind you. You're, you're, you're and you're kind of leaning forward, and you're like, um, it makes you more flexible, more ready, like ready to move, make the move. Like you know, you're not laid back. You're, you know, kind of moving forward. You know, you're ready, you're alert. So that's you know the whole you know I think part of being on the stance, are you know ready to, you know, go forward or you know expect the worst. Yeah. Since I was a child, I was um, always looking uh, um, at movies with Thai boxing or karate anyway, but Thai boxing was kind of my favorite one always. And I was always fascinated about how these fighters can be so good and how they can actually keep up with uh, training and all the hard work they were doing. So that was always kind of a mystery for me. So when I actually started with Thai Boxing Fighters Academy, I discovered that, um, well, the, um, the mystery is not such a mystery uh, as um, it is actually um, a consistency, a lot of hard training, and um, if you just put your mind to it, you can actually do it, and it's not that difficult as long as you want to train and progress. Keeping the composure, keeping very positive. Even if you are tired, don't demonstrate it. Don't drop your guard to show you're getting weak. Because that just gives the other person a lot of confidence. Right, pick up the pace now, sprinting pace. Last 10. Guard up, go. Demonstrate what I said not to do. Okay, good, well done. 20 knees to chest, 20 side jumps, 20 leg thrust, 10 on this side. Uh, my experience of being part of the academy so far has been, um, I find myself, um, I've lost some weight, which is a good thing, because I really needed to do that. Um, I feel that I've um, become more stronger, bit more disciplined and probably a little bit more confident. Yeah, I guess, so at the time when I got that piece of paper, I was struggling quite hard to just sort of, uh, simple things like eating or getting out of the house and that. And the boxing classes really got me through that period of time. So I guess it isn't just framed by that initial invitation but that it, but also by like how how much it helped me at a certain time
so I look I always look at it now as something that um, is really good for me to do like it's 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 good to make sure I do it a lesson a week it'd be better if I did more two and I look at that in the same way as it's like it's good for me to take my medication and it's good for me to eat healthy food it's like something that I think if I let slip will would be damaging to my overall well-being I began eight months ago um, took a long while to join the Academy uh, I've been through quite a few complex issues myself uh, and diagnosed with depression anxiety adjustment disorder to say the least uh, when I began I had very little confidence um, my experience had both mentally and physically um, impacts on, on myself um, so in the last eight months uh, I've managed to lose the weight that I put back on or start to lose the weight that I put back on um, I've certainly improved my fitness my stamina and my confidence a lot of the skills that I had thought I had lost are starting to come back uh, in terms of lifestyle skills uh, work skills um, so it's been a great experience for me and long may it continue. Yeah, uh, I mean, I've been working in social field for over 15 plus years, uh, and obviously it's very important. Um, where, you know, that people put something, give something back to the community. Uh, that's the ethos of, you know, my belief in, you know, um, giving back. So because the club is an association which is not all... Uh, established as a charity 100% already so it's a little bit more difficult to access funds from this point of view and because there have been some changes uh, within the council and we, we are not really sure if the same um, uh, funding that we were based on kind of every year is still going to be happening next year. I'm not into politics that much, but as a conservative government, they're not really like, you know, um, kind of a generous towards community, organisation, community groups, or social care, those kind of things. Uh, in this field, we're going through really tough times now. And then in boxing match, it's the fifth round that counts. If you're still standing, okay, you need to be standing, you need to be very strong standing, okay? Uh, and that's when your willpower comes in your strength. Okay, so very much a mental exercise uh, as well as a physical one. Okay, so the first thing we're going to do from here, we're just going to knee that way and that way, jumping up in the air. My name's Solomon Lennox, okay. I'm uh, an academic in uh, drama at Northumbria University and my research interests really are around performance practices, uh, specifically combat sports. Uh, I've looked a lot at, at boxing and mixed martial arts and I spent in 2015, I, I did a, a kind of a a preliminary uh, ethnographic study or a, I guess, a, I don't know, for want of a better phrase, a casing out of an ethnographic study in, in Thailand, in, in Phuket, at uh, a mixed martial arts uh, gym or a destination gym in, in Thailand. And the, the rationale behind that is that where my research is leading now, where I'm most interested at the moment, is the, is the relationship between practices and space. And so what happens when how does space inform practice? So that's kind of where I'm at at the moment with my research. Good effort. Okay, next minute and final minute. Chair boxing. Move around in your stance. 
Don't point at anybody in particular. Okay, this is how you learn to fight. Okay, put combination together. Hitting pads is very easy. Okay, it's not the same as sparring and fighting. The more I kind of got into that, more I started to see there was this this discrepancy between narrative and practice. And as I started to train at more gyms, I felt that there was a real difference in terms of what types of narratives people were receiving in different gyms. And I felt that that was really in part due to not just the people, the bodies in the space, the people in the space, but due to the geography of the space, the physical structure of the space and what that space allowed and what that space afforded. Uh, And so the impulse to go to Thailand was to explore that a little bit more to kind of understand why was it that places like Thailand were attracting so many tourists annually to go and have extended stays there to study there what was the law there and what what happened in those spaces was were the narratives that were available in those spaces different to the narratives that were available in individuals home countries Uh, and if so what what was the difference what were the narratives that were afforded there so that was kind of what drove me there and then when I went there there were different narratives. There was narratives. The narratives weren't really about redemption. The narratives were about trauma. So most people that I trained with were there training because they were in some way, although they didn't, they didn't necessarily express it in these terms. This is what my findings were. So whilst they themselves wouldn't talk about they were there because of trauma, they would talk about being there because they wanted to transform. They wanted a physical transformation. But then talking through in the interviews of what led them to decide that now was the time to partake in that physical transformation a lot of that was because of breakdowns in relationships because of end you know ends of uh, careers so uh, people retiring from the police from the army uh, from other kind of you know big stressful corporate jobs a lot of it was to do with individuals suffering post-traumatic stress disorder and going there and so there was this sense of working on the body as a way to kind of then deal with what was inside and one of the trainers there fantastic trainer that that covers everything from yoga to uh, uh, kind of combat classes, uh, CrossFit, and all those kind of things. Uh, she'd work with massage as well. And she'd say we're kind of uh, dealing with the issues through, uh, through the tissues. So you'd be like working on the muscles as the tissue to deal with the issues. And so there was this real sense that that's what people were there for. Good. Good. Last twenty seconds. Pick up the pace a little bit. Get yourself more composed, more positive, good body language, put good combination together. The best one you can do is jab, foot, low kick. Okay? That's the most effective. Anything too high is going to waste a lot of energy. Okay? And if you miss, it's going to put you in a lot of problems. Okay, good, well done. Very good effort. Uh, people on this side, 20 press-ups, 20 sit-ups, 20 squats. On this side, 10. I did this month um, last, no, two years ago now, in um, a Kung Fu school in China. And it was like, it was an amazing place. And we were being taught by like these, these guys that have been training with monks since they were like five. And, and that was like that, like it was, it was, it was not about an ego and if, if, it was a school for people foreign to China. So all sorts of people were there. And if there was someone that came in with just a big ego and wanted to do really well, it was, it was always kind of looked down on. And I was talking to some of the other people there when I left about, I'd like to find some sort of class in England that would, to keep, keep 
keep keep doing stuff, which I didn't. But uh, I remember the other guy there saying, I think it'd be quite hard to find like a kickboxing class where, because um, we were doing a thing called Sander there, which is a little bit more like kickboxing, I think, where there, where it's where it's as peaceful, as well as as well as like as well as being like a really intense sports. One thing that has inspired me, as well as the training and the, the internal spiritual side of, of Mai Tai, is the actual history and the study of where the art form originated and how it's progressed through the years right the way through to present day. For my first grading, I actually had, we had to look at some very basic principles of the history of Mai Tai. And I got quite involved in it. I found it quite interesting. Um, a great lover of history. But the second essay which I wrote, which I found really interesting, was um, about the ritual dance at the beginning, which I don't, which I haven't, I don't think we've learnt anything, any of the moves from it yet. But I find that fascinating. I find it fascinating because of the, it's just this whole other level of the sort of respect like you have to show respect to the people that brought you there to that moment with different moves and and then then it's like they're all sort of with you something sparked inside to, to actually read about the history in more depth a long time since i picked up a, was able to pick up a book and actually concentrate on a book without the mind wandering off so i uh, I really got into it. I uh, downloaded some books and have been researching Mai Tai ever since, just to, just as a relaxation, really. It's really interesting how kind of religious it is. And what's really nice about the religious aspect is there's religious aspects specific to different religions. So it's a very inclusive, which makes me think that the history of it has been religiously inclusive, which I think is something that um, modern day could really take a leaf out of that book because I think we use often other people's religions increasingly more for uh, reasons to to be scared of them. Okay, uh, in terms of the, the philosophy, uh, this is a very disciplined school. Uh, I know that from the onset and from the beginning, in terms, you know, and um, as a Muslim, you know, obviously, uh, you know, in terms of discipline, respect is quite similar. So I was able to, you know, um, adapt, so yeah, I had no problems with that, you know, you know, uh, in my religion in terms of Muay Thai, they get, you know, a great deal of respect to, to teach our crew, as we call it in Muay Thai. So, um, yeah, discipline, working hard, you know, really hard, putting 100 and effort, respecting teacher, fellow students, participants, yeah, I was, uh, yeah, I, I find that really um, yeah, uh, inspiring, actually, you can say, because this is, you know, you know, this part of my daily life, you know. I would say that the instructor is a very, very good instructor. He's very patient. He, teach, he instructs very well. He's a good, good instructor all around. The most important thing that we, we always uh, hear in our trainings and our um, crew is actually always teaching us is to be humble. When we are training, we are all equal. When we meet even for the socials, we are all equal. It's quite intimidating, actually, the first time that we did sparring in the class. I didn't get injured at all, but I found it all a bit um, overwhelming and I had to sit at the edge of the class and have a little cry. 
because the, 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 it's really, like the pad work is really fun, but you never really think about getting hurt because if someone hits too hard, then you say, calm down a bit. But the idea that I might ever have to have a fight with someone outside of a ring or a class is terrifying to me and inspiring. That's kind of brought to life a little bit more that potentially there is a, there, that someone might uh, attack. I have actually been uh, attacked in the street. So I think this is why I, um, I have like such an emotional response to it. Because when it's all sport, it's like really fun learning how to hit harder and quick kick faster. But when there's the idea of someone um, wanting to actually hurt me, I, fi I find that quite um, well, disarming and, 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 and sort of, that makes me feel anxious. So it's nice having, uh, having it, not nice isn't the right word. I think it's kind of useful and I just thought of this now, having that sort of experience in a controlled environment so that I think that will help me fear less that sort of thing in real life. But saying that, I do always walk home by myself at night down the canal, so I'm not really that worried. Just hold the pads there, so we've got one target, hold it down there, okay? That's it, it's a lot better. Okay? You should be moving to the back wall. You're about the same way. Good. That's what you need to do on the pads. Okay, you're ending the leg too early, but you want to walk the same way. Okay, chain round. Or the person grabs the pad. You know, we have a very mixed group. You know, people from all different backgrounds. I think we've got equal number of men and women coming to the sessions. I think yeah, it's very open and we welcome it for you know both female and uh, and that mix has been. Um, steady since I started. I was really, I had no, very little upper body strength when I started and there was a couple of exercises that I was finding really difficult. So I did some weights in my, in my own time, like really light ones, you know, the ones that are like pink, <laughs> like, <laughs> like the lady ones. And, um, and I did feel like uh, really strong and I was like opening jam jars really easily. Uh, learning a physical combat sport as a woman is, for me, means the same as succeeding in a career as a woman. It's kind of a man's world and even if we are in, a, in the West, I come from Eastern Europe where it's a little bit more difficult to succeed as a woman. Well, now it starts to be changing but it takes a little bit more time. But even here, I can still see it is still a man's world and it's a little bit difficult to access some positions and some, uh, some sort of jobs are like dedicated to men. Nobody says that and there is obviously no discrimination advertised, but that's not true. But I do like to say, um, when I've noticed a man is, is hassling a woman, a friend of mine that she's not into it, I do like to say, is this man bothering you? And when they say yes, I take a lot of joy in telling them to fuck off. 
and I feel I feel very comfortable and very uh, strong in doing that. Physical combat as well, it's quite comparable because, yeah, there are women fighters, but for some reason there is still that mentality that a woman couldn't make it or a woman couldn't do, practice a physical combat sport. It's exactly the same. It's a mind set. If you put your mind to it, if you work hard to it, if you train, you can do it as much as a man. So in terms of how gender is constructed through combat sports and martial arts in the UK and abroad, I think what was what has been really interesting with the boxing, my research on boxing, Western boxing in the UK, is that I think a lot of a lot of young men particularly going into boxing, I think there is, and certainly it was my own experience of a, a, a reason to pursue boxing, was a sense to kind of embrace or negotiate or work with notions of heteronormative masculinity and understand that better or have a sense of what my what my sense of masculinity is in relation to a kind of uh, mythic construct of heteronormative masculinity and where, where where I was on that scale in relationship to that what what I think I found through my training what I think is really true is that the there's there's less in the boxing gyms in western boxing gyms there's less aggression and less violence masculine violence and masculine aggression than I would have expected to see in the gym so there's far more compassion and kindness and there's spaces where men men might go in with a particular idea of needing to be strong or aggressive or dominant but the practices of the sport and the way that the space is uh, orchestrated means that your hierarchy is probably one of the only spaces or places where your hierarchy in relation to other men your, in, on your physical performance is understood so clearly and so quickly so early on. From the minute you throw your first punch, you and everybody else in the gym know where you sit in relation to your ability to I suppose to do damage or your ability to control or your ability to dominate so it takes away the performance. I think that class more than any class you can cry in. I think it's really really special I don't know if we would be able to find a class with, where we're told repetitively not to have an ego and people don't really have egos and it, we are just learning. In, in my type, although you're learning to get yourself fitter and stronger and to fight, you learn to be humble as well. So it gives you inner confidence, which gives you inner strength, if you like. Yeah, it kind of gives you inner strength. It works. It works because eight months ago, there is no way I would have stood up in front of a class. There's no way I would have uh, partaken in a video for our AGM and there is certainly no way I would be doing this interview right now. If you open your eyes into your stance, OK, back leg to the front and bow. Well done, thank you everybody. Let's put the stuff away and we're ready to go.